What's going on? It's your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines, I want to welcome in a woman who I found her through Twitter, and then I started researching her and got more in-depth with her work. And it, there's a lot of questions I want to ask her and a lot of things that just intrigue me about her. So I want to welcome her in right now. She's an adult film star, Miss Aspen Romanoff. Aspen, what's going on? Not much. How are you? Doing doing great. And uh, um, I mean, the first thing I want to say is thank you for coming on to the podcast. I Like I said, I found you through Twitter. And, uh, you know, ironically, people think that if I have like an adult talent on the podcast, like that I knew them from their work first. I actually found you on Twitter, which led me to your work. Um, and I was just really intrigued. I'm like looking at the bio and, you know, your Twitter bio, the Russian porn star. So, I mean, we have to kind of talk about you being from Russia as well. But um, I guess first things first, I mean, you'd live here in the States, right? Yes, I do. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, yes, and usually most people find me through like the porn sites, and then they find me through social media. So it's interesting to have somebody find me through social media and then go the other way around. Yeah, I mean, it was a little different, you know, how how I came about. And I think what ended up happening was is that I was, you know, I'm on Twitter. And you interact with a lot of people on Twitter, and then they make suggestions of, like, you should follow this person, you should follow this person. And your profile came up, and then I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, okay. And then, like I said, the thing thing that really intrigued me was the whole Russia part. I mean, you live in the States now, but you were born and raised in Russia? Yeah, I was adopted as a teenager. Um, And I lived in Germany. I've I've been all over, but... Uh, yeah, I live in the States. Um, I still have family in Russia. I have family all over the country. Now, what, when you say you're a teenager, uh, you were adopted. Like, when did you come over to the States? Uh, when I came over to the States, I was, uh, well, I came over from Tbilisi. That's where I was born um, and adopted from. Uh, when I came over to the States, I was like 10, 10. Okay. I call that teens to me, but yeah, I was about 10. So for the most, I mean, up to that point, you were living in Russia or at least outside of the United States, correct? Oh God. Yeah. When I came here as part of like a adoption group, we, we didn't speak any English and me and my sister were together and we got adopted together. Now, did your, your parents put you up for adoption? I mean, you say you have family in Russia. So kind of like explain to us, how you became adoptable? No, my parents passed away a long time ago and my childhood was not the greatest. So most of the time I was growing up in orphanages with my sisters and we all got split up except at the end we got put back together, just me and my other sister. Um, Family-wise, what I mean, I have in Russia, I still have two sisters in Russia and I talk to them through Facebook. Okay. So you come over to the mm-hmm. States and I mean, I'm assuming that you said you came over to the States around 10. So you weren't exposed to the adult business or porn or anything until you came here, I would assume, correct? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, what was, you know, I mean, I don't know how often you speak with your sisters and, you know, interact with people in Russia. I was going to say, what is the, you know, the adult, 
you know, pornography life like in Russia, but I guess you don't really have a whole lot of experience or exposure to it over there. Yeah, I don't have any of that, no. So we basically corrupted you here in the United States. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yes, exactly. America <laughs> corrupted me in a good way, but yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you get adopted by a family and kind of, you know, what was what was life like that? I mean, was it weird because you didn't speak any English? You know, how did you learn English? How did I learn English? Well, in Russia, before, after we came here and they said they were going to adopt us, we had to go back to the orphanage after the summer so they can get all the paperwork and stuff done. We did go, me and my sister went to the high school to try to learn a little bit of English, but all we knew was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then some ABCs, but that was about it. So the way we learned is actually just interacting here and uh, having our parents take a shopping and we would literally point to things and say, I want that. And my mom would be like, what is that? I'm like that. <laughs> so we would literally have <laughs> like to like, repeat after her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. So I would have to like, uh, I point at it and she would tell me what it is. Then she would have to have me repeat it. So that's how I learned is just interacting. Um, with people. And I think that's why I don't have an accent because I've been around people that speak pretty good English and I've been so involved. So you can't even hear my Russian accent. Some people do that I meet, but most people can't. And I guess, I guess if you really wanted something, you would have to learn how to say what it was or you just weren't going to get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much for Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting way you're kind of bribed into like learning the language. Like if you really wanted that and you're pointing at it you need yep. to tell me what that is and if you don't say what that is yep. correctly you don't get it yeah oh we used to cuss and everything but the worst part the family that adopted us was they already had russian girls there so us cussing and yelling they were not having it because they already knew what the bad words were <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you have i guess like stepsisters and brothers and everything you said this family adopted a bunch of russian kids yeah, they have their own kids. They adopted other Russians. I wouldn't really say they're my step family. They're still my family, so I don't really think of my family as being stepbrothers and sisters. They're brothers and sisters. Just like living in the orphanage, everybody there was my brother and sister. So when you were living in the States in an American family, how many uh, brothers and sisters did you have living together in the States? Uh well, you mean my new family? Yeah, your new family, like your new adopted family. Um, well, they have three kids of their own, uh, two sons and a daughter, and then they adopted five Russian girls from Russia. Me and my sister, two other sisters, and then uh, one girl that came with the other sisters. Now, did they ever explain why they had like this obsession with adopting Russian kids? I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of like orphans here in the states. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm I wouldn't call it an obsession. A lot of people think it's a spy thing because she, my parents work for the White House and whatnot, and then all of a sudden they're adopting all these Russian kids out of nowhere. So yeah, I mean, it does I it does draw spies. attention <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My parents do work for the White House. And I mean, I don't talk to them as much as I used to. But all of a sudden, these 
American family just adopts a ton of Russians and keeps going. They were actually trying to adopt another boy when we were younger after they adopted me and my sister, but the orphanage in Russia got like a, I think they got hep B or something spread in the orphanage. So my dad was devastated that we couldn't adopt the finally a son. After all these girls, he was finally going to have another boy to play with. But yeah, so that sucked. Another boy to train to be, you know, a U.S. Russian spy. Damn it. Yes. Damn it. Damn sure. it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, other than that, I mean, was life pretty much normal for you? I mean, I guess it's as normal as, you know, an American life could be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, got to me like I lived in Germany for two and a half years. That was awesome. I still talk to a ton of people from Germany. Uh, I do not speak German. No sprechen Sie Deutsch. Uh, it was uh, on an army base. My mom, we she got offered to assist the military. And uh, so we lived in Stuttgart for two and a half years and came back to the States. Um, just knowing so many people is pretty cool. And some of the people that used to have crushes and wouldn't talk to me all of a sudden after I started doing porn started contacting me. And I'm like, oh, you know who I am. That's how it <laughs> always works. <laughs> yes. So explain to me how one gets into the porn business and how your family having close ties, working to the White House, obviously like they're in high positions and their adopted daughter now is doing porn. So like wrap our minds around that whole concept. Well, for me, it was actually like a little accident. Like I was uh, working at a doctor's office and then I started doing a little bit of dancing at the strip clubs here and there just for fun. And then I just kind of went online. I was like, oh, let me apply for this and see what happens. And it was a porn industry. Uh, it was, uh, uh, what was the, it was Hussies that I applied for my first agent and all I did was send pictures, fill out application. And then they said, just wait until we call you. And then they called me and I was like, what? Like right away. And I was like, Oh, okay. They're like, Oh, when can you come down to Miami? I'm like, uh, whenever. <laughs> and that's how I started. So I pretty much had an easy way in. Now at this point, were you already like, living on your own away from the family. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it was kind of yeah. like, it wasn't like you had to, I mean, not that you ever have to seek permission or anything, but you were already living on your own, working at doctor's office, doing the stripping thing. Yeah. My family didn't know anything about the dancing, but, um, my little sister, eventually we stopped talking cause we fell apart, whatever. And then eventually we started talking after one of my birthdays. And then I didn't tell any of my family that I was doing porn. I was on my way to California. I actually was in Vegas, <laughs> driving from Vegas to California. And uh, my sister calls me and she's like, hey, Aspen, what is this that I'm seeing? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I'm playing the dumbest role ever. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like you're getting fucked. I'm like, no, I don't know what, what, where, what do you mean? And what are you talking like, about? I'm driving like, right it. now. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. I'm like, I'm driving. I'm, I'm all the way across the country. I don't understand what you're talking about. That's not me. She's like, yeah, it is. So yeah, that was, um, <laughs> uh, 
And that actually, like, the whole porn, since my family found out, like, my parents don't talk to me, and they completely pretty much disown me. But it is what it is. It's choices I've made. It's choices I've decided on. I'm happy as hell. I've actually, like, created technically a new family with a lot of my fans, and I talk to them all the time. So it's like I lost a family, but I gained a bigger one. And it, and it's crazy because we always ask our guests that whole situation. Like, you know, it's something that it's it's life alternating. And people, you know, sometimes are like, you know, my family at first wasn't supportive of it. But then, you know, they love me and they're like, you know, it is what it is. As long as you're safe, they, you know, they're cool with it. And then I have those, the stories of this where families totally like cut off. Um so, I mean, say you got this well, new... Well, from this perspective, I can understand that they cut me off. I mean, they work for the White House. They don't want to, like, be in that situation. But um, mm-hmm. it's your kids. It doesn't really matter what they're doing. But it is what it is. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, do you think that maybe if you were, like, biologically theirs, it might have been a different situation? Or do you think it was easier for them to, you know, cut you off because you were adopted? Um, I think... It would be a little bit different. Um, reason being is because you do seem to have a different feelings towards your real kids. And since they only had one daughter, they would probably like stop talking to her for a little bit and then maybe ask her questions and try to understand why she did what she did and how long she's going to do it <laughs> and what, what, like why her mindset was into that. But I would still talk to her. Doesn't I mean I have to watch her porn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would have more support, I guess, if I was theirs. Now, I mean, did you directly speak with your parents once they found out? Or cause, um, I mean, you said your sister found out. So, did she tell them like mom and dad know or? No, my mom just told me, like, before I moved out, my dad was mad because I moved in with a guy at the time, and then I moved out from the guy, I moved into my own place, so my parents didn't like the guy I was with at the time, and then I was on my own, and my dad still, to this day, won't talk to me because of that. I've tried to call and tell them, like, it's my decision, I wanted to do it, it doesn't mean you have to be a part of it, it doesn't change who I am, but um, they just knowing that they my mom even called me the other uh, texted me a few days ago and said that she wants her face uh, her pictures removed from my facebook and everything that has her on it even though i haven't done porn in a while <laughs> so i mean your father was already kind of not speaking to you before you got into yeah porn. and this was like a i shoved him over the edge of the cliff so I, so I mean it was like it was already you know he wasn't talking to you already so i mean it's not like you know wasn't like if you did porn or say you were going to be you know some kind of like surgeon was going to change mm-hmm. anything like he was already not talking to you but then your mother on top of that once pictures removed and you said you haven't shot anything in a while now is that because of you know the pandemic or are you just have you taken a step um, back well, from it the- uh, well, the reason I first stopped was because my friend's uh, mom got sick and uh, I went from my house with her to her mom's house and uh, helped take care of her mom. We were there for, we finally left, been taking care of her for a while. Um, and she's still sick. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Dementia just doesn't go away. Um, but 
uh, I'm back in Florida now and I was literally about to get back into shooting and having fun and enjoying that part of my life. And then freaking COVID hit. And now it's like, I'm high risk. So I'm not going to risk my life just to go make movies, no matter how much people want me to. And I really, really want to myself. Trust me. I haven't had sex and since the vaccine started. Um, but the thing that this vaccine has had me do more is focus on, uh, sex Panther. Sex Panther has been like my lifetime saver savior <laughs> over mm-hmm. all this time. Uh, I get to text. Now they're doing video calls on their, uh, picture messages. Do like, it, it's, I guess it's kept me more connected to people than anything. And it makes me like a part of life again. <laughs> so yeah, sex Panther has been amazing to me. Now, when you first got into it and you start doing your first scene and everything, clearly you felt pretty comfortable from being, you know, a dancer, being naked in front of people. But take us through your first day on set. What was the the thought process going in? How did you feel? Well, actually, my first scene was actually with my agent. And uh, to this day, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, I look terrible because in that video... You can tell how much I'm shaking and nervous and scared to do it. But like my first, but I think that's what got me over my first hump of actually doing my first actual scene with all the lighting and the cameras. Um, it was like, oh, okay, this is not too bad. I think that's what got me over it. But no, it was scary to me and I was so nervous I was excited and reading a script and being with someone that's going to shoot with you just focus on them and enjoying the moment you're in it it was actually really fun and the nervousness went away and I wanted to do more now when you when you were younger did you have a lot of boyfriends did you have a lot of sexual experience before getting into porn um I would say a good amount. I used to um, get, I used to ask people to give me rides so I can give them a blowjob. <laughs> um, I used to sneak out of my house to go have sex with people. Um, I used to have a lot of fun, um, go to parties. I mean, no drugs or anything. I don't do any of that. Um, but the sex wise, oh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's go have fun. <laughs> So, I mean, were you like, did you have that repetition of, of being, you know, that rep of being, you know, the, the kind of like the easy girl in town? I'm going to say no, because nobody actually knew what I, what I did. Everybody thought I was like the quiet, innocent one. <laughs> and then really you were just getting car rides everywhere and never had to pay for gas. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, were you in any serious relationships with guys? I was. Uh, before porn, I was in a awesome relationship with a guy for three years, but things didn't work out. I mean, I know you mentioned. Yeah, so I know you mentioned that you moved in with a guy. Um, but when you like when you left that, the, when you got into the porn business, like was that why you guys ended up not working out or? The porn come after that? No, it was it was before porn. Um, but um, 
Nowadays, since I do do porn and dance and whatnot, I try not to get involved with clientele from any of my jobs, but having a relationship as a porn star and a dancer, it's a little bit hard because when feelings get into play, it's a little bit harder to get that fun freedom because it's like, well, you're doing this and this and I don't see you as much because sometimes when I travel, I drive the Jeep and I go for like a month, month or two, just traveling and doing scenes. So I guess it could be hard on people. So I guess it's like trust issues for guys now? It's not the trust issues. I think it's just the feelings. It's the insecurity that I might leave because I did a scene with somebody with a bigger cock or got fucked in camera when it I belong to them. I don't know how to say it the right way, but. No, I get it. I get it. You know, I mean, it's just, you know. It's not for everybody. Some guys are okay with it, and some other guys are just like, you know, I, I really don't want you doing this, this, and that. But at the same time, yep. mm-hmm. it's your life. You make these decisions, you know. So you don't I gotta wanna... pay my bills my way. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so I mean, yeah. clearly, clearly, right now, I mean, since you haven't had sex, and like the pandemic's been going on for what about eight or nine months now. So yeah. I mean, geez, how do you maintain? your sanity going that long <laughs> uh camming and sex panther <laughs> sex panther like uh skyping through sex panther now since they have their new camming thing letting people have like toy control for the lushes and just getting off on cam and watching guys get to- get off was helps and i like it but is that the same thing as actually doing it god no <laughs> <laughs> but for now, for now, it satisfies. <laughs> so that one lucky guy that's going to meet you after, you know, COVID is over is going to be, it's going to be like the craziest oh thing ever. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, yes. you're, you're doing all the online work and everything. And, and it's cool because mm-hmm. we asked, I mean, we've been kind of planning this for a while to have you on. So the cool thing was is that mm-hmm. we got a lot of questions from different followers of yours and followers of mine and vice mm-hmm. versa. So we're going to ask a couple questions from the fans. And sure. uh, one of the fans was like, he's been following you for a while on in, on, Insta, uh, on Instagram um, and on your social medias and wanted to know what plans do you have for the new year? So 2021, I mean, is there any projects or anything I guess you're working on can tease and let us know about? Um, I'm trying to do, uh, not porn related, but this one is I'm going to try to get a LLC and a, my own, uh, animal rescue for all animals. And I want to get like a big boat. Uh, I forgot how, what it's called. It's like one of those flat boats where you rescue animals like they're after hurricanes or floods and whatnot. So I'm going to try to get that off into the air and get that going. Um, or maybe start a GoFundMe, uh, pontoon, pontoon boat. I think that's what it's called. Um, other than that, porn-wise, I'm hoping that as soon as I'm out, I get to shoot. There's been a lot of companies contacting me to do uh, a lot of shoots. Um, I would love to do like a gangbang. I would love to uh, just get fucked on camera. 
Um, I'd love to travel again. Um, yeah, like anything that comes up, I would love to do. Now, what do you love the most about being in the business? Um, I guess meeting new people. That's one of them. Uh, enjoying the scenes. Like I love the, uh, reading the script and, uh, reenacting of what I imagined in my mind after reading it. It's like reading a book. Um, I mean, is there anything that you would uh, want to change in the business or change about it that you, I would, uh, I would love if they had, uh, royalties back. Okay. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Other than that, um, I, other than that, I don't know. I wish I, I got to shoot with more people. Like I never got to shoot with new sensations. I would love to shoot with browsers again. Like all the companies that I worked with, I would love to work with. Uh, I would love to do Blacked again. Maybe work with some of the, or most of the people that I already shot with, have some new, or make content for like fans only and stuff too. Now, is there but, any talent in the business that you would like to work with? Um, well, the one that I really want to, she's no longer in the business, Sasha Gray, obviously. Uh, oh, there's so many. It's hard to choose. Uh, Skylar uh, Vox was one of them. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot her name. Uh, Kressler. Now, I, know, I, I see you're naming all female talent. Do you consider yourself to be bisexual, or is it just something you do on camera? Uh, I guess I am bisexual. I'm just very picky <laughs> on women. Uh, 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 Men-wise, the thing is, is like when I watch porn, I don't look at who the, con the who the people are. I'm just enjoying what they're doing and stuff like that. So, uh, I don't know. I would love to work with J Mac again. Uh, he's fucking awesome. I would love to work with. Um, Jack Slayer, pretty much all the guys that I worked with were amazing. I would, I don't know all the male, uh, out there. I'm really bad with names, like names of songs and names of streets. Like <laughs> I tell you to turn at the McDonald's. I'm not one of those. That, that's why like, you're asking, like, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of names. I'm like, uh, I don't know any names. I just kind of know what they look like. And I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> and that's so, why it's hard to like think of specific people. Well then tell me like, what is and one question the fan want to know is what is your favorite scene to have shot to date? Like, what scene have you shot that you're like, this is my favorite one that I've done so far? Oh, it's really hard because I <laughs> love them all so much. But as bad as this sounds, one of my favorite ones was the one that I did the babysitters club because my, like when I shot that, my Jeep that's in there is actually my Jeep. Nobody bought it for me. I bought it for myself. And it was literally brand new. I just took it off the lot. And that was the first trip I took to Miami to do that scene. So I was so excited to have the Jeep in there. I loved my makeup and the way I looked and all the positions that we did. So 
so that was really fun. And he, like, before we did that shoot, I know I've said this before, is uh, he asked me if I wanted to see his cock before we started shooting. I said no. So, like, my reaction on camera was real because I was like, I don't want to fake any reactions. I don't want to see it until it has to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, like, is is there a list of things that you just won't do? I always ask guests if they have like a no list. Do you have a no list? I don't really have a no list. Um, I'm not the greatest with anal. Um, I like it. It's just I don't do it very often. Um, I love having like my long nails and it's a, it seems like it's coming back in but it took me forever to every time I had my long nails, the agencies would tell me like, no, cut them shorter. I'm like, no, <laughs> that that's the one of the other things. But nothing like you were never presented with something where you felt uncomfortable. Oh God, no. Okay. Cause I mean, you hear some horror stories. Some people are like, they were told to do this or they were asked to do that. And because it was a job and uh, they felt compelled to do it. But then, you know, later on. Oh, like, no, yeah, I, definitely... I would literally say I'm not doing it. Okay. And you never have any pushback <laughs> from anybody on any of that? No. Um, I always got to choose my scenes and I got to choose uh, my prices and whatnot. So some companies just weren't able to afford my prices. So I wasn't able to work with some companies. So you seem like you've had it pretty easy so far in this, in this adult business. So far, yes. I would say I have had it really easy. <laughs> now, oh, another fan uh, goes ahead and tweets in. He wants to know, what are your favorite positions? Ooh. Oh, God. I mean, I know you probably have a bunch of them, but, like, what are the ones that, like, really get Aspen off? Mm, I love doggy style. That's one of my, like, that is my top number one. I love to be choked in any position. Um one of my other favorite ones is uh, being in the air against the wall, just bouncing on your cock <laughs> or uh, just being on my back, like a dirty little slut with okay. my legs up in the air. Now you also mentioned that you, you know, like to do a gang bang. How many is too many for a gang bang? Mm. I mean, are you setting records here? Is there, or? Is there really any, any <laughs> number that's too many? Well, I don't know how much you can handle. I mean, you're the expert here, so. <laughs> right now, I'll take the whole world. Yeah, I was Let's do say, it. I mean, you've been in quarantine for nine I months. I mean, being stuck in this quarantine, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, is it like five, you know, or is that like. No, five is good. Five I can do. Okay. I mean, I didn't want to go yeah. crazy and be like 10, 20, 50. You know, like, I don't know, uh, I don't I mean, know how much you can I mean, take. I also want to try, like, you know how you see those European, uh, the uh, glory holes? Mm-hmm. Like the European fuck houses? Have you seen any of that porn? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do those, too. Okay. So you just like the mystery of not knowing who's on the other side of the wall? It's just... I'm, I'm just happy to see a cock come through. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, just, just stick them through. I don't care which one it is, you know? Yeah. Now, enough fans want to know, I mean, obviously we've kind of touched a little bit on the dating life and everything, but like, do you have a certain type of guy that you're attracted to? 
I guess no, because it depends on. I get well. I don't like I don't like people that are like cocky and assholes, pretty much. But other than that, I don't look at how, what you look like. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm more into like your personality, like outgoing, sweet. Like if you tell me like I don't like this, I don't like that. Oh, look at her! Like I don't like judgmental people. Okay. That's pretty much it. But I'm not picky. Okay. Now. Hobby wise, I know you got a lot of different hobbies and we talked a little bit about this off air, but like, what are some of your hobbies that you do when you're not doing sex Panther and, you know, doing solo videos for people? Um, well, I love to watch anime. Um, I love my star Trek. I am still have not watched the last episode because I don't want it to end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love playing with my Jeep. I love to go off roading and I just found the Jeep app. Uh, so I'm going to try to after COVID and also take the Jeep off road and get badges that are, um, that Jeep actually sends you to put on your car. Um, I love guns. I love to go pew, 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 uh, the gun range or just go looking at new ones that are out there. Um, right now I'm staring at the giant gun safe that I have at my place and I need to get another one. (laughs) Now, what is, how many guns do you actually own? Oh, how many do I own? Mm -hmm. Uh, 75, I think. Wow, that many? I mean, like, if your house was raided, like, <laughs> people would be like... Oh, good luck. Good luck. Like, can you imagine that? We got a Russian porn star with 75 different <laughs> guns in her place. Like, Yep. Now, do your, do, where, where yep. you live, do your neighbors know what you do? Uh, no. Okay. Do they know you have 75 guns in the house? <laughs> God no. <laughs> when when I dragged the gun from my car into the place, it was actually really late at night, so everybody was sleeping. It was like three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I don't think anybody does know anything. I mean, only the people that brought the gun safe in here through the back. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they don't even live here, so it doesn't. No, I guess nobody does. But um. On my YouTube, I have uh, me talking with my talking in Russian with my AK too, because I have a YouTube channel. Well, well, let everybody know about your YouTube channel, because I know you got a bunch of different videos on there. Like, what can people expect on there? Um, I haven't done any new stuff, and I really want to. I'm just still setting up at my new place and uh, still ordering furniture and. Now, since holidays are coming, I'm going to start decorating. But um, on my YouTube, I have I have a lot of bloopers all the way at the end of all of my um, uh, shots. Uh, I have I have how to make shots. Uh, one of them, I go through my stripper bag. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I have a little bit about the porn life. Uh, I'm going to do stuff about Jeeps and uh, the Jeep life. Um, I'm probably going to, if I ever retire, whenever I retire, I will do more about like the porn life and what I liked and didn't like about it. So far, I don't have any not likes. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it for now. (laughs) 
Now, what like short term and long term goals do you have for the business? Like, where can we expect to see Aspen in the next five to ten years? Um, I don't know about doing porn for another ten years. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> out of quarantine. <laughs> Hopefully, out of quarantine. I don't want to be <laughs> older than probably thirty-five and being in porn. So, um, I would love. Because I'm in school right now for uh, my zoology degree, so I want to work with animals and whatnot. Um, uh, and Plus, we I don't want you to master's. go 10 years without sex. That doesn't mean I'm going to be 10 years without <laughs> sex. Hopefully, I'll find a man and maybe I'll get married and have kids. That's that's one of the things I always wanted, um, but I it's going to be hard to leave the life of porn because it's so fun and so ex exotic and different and you get to travel and meet awesome people. So that's going to be hard. So um, you said about the YouTube channel, where else can people find you online that people are interested in knowing more about you? Um, well, number one, like I said before, the best way to actually contact me and see me and call me is through sexpanther.com. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter. Twitter's my biggest one and the easiest one to see a lot of content. I do cam every now and then. I don't cam as much as I used to, but um, I'm trying to go back into camming. I'm on Cam Soda, um, Instagram. Uh, God, there's so many different things. Now, another fan uh, has a question here. What, uh, mm -hmm. what kind of like secret talents or traits do you have? What is something that someone would be shocked to know that Aspen can do? I can draw. Really? Yeah. Like, like, like human, like sketching, like real life or like cartoon, like. Yeah, realistic, like human stuff. Okay. Uh, trees to like outdoor stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, another question we got here. What is what is the ideal date for you? Mm, ideal date. Um, I like to split the bill fifty fifty. I want to drive myself to the date <laughs> to our dinner. Um, I would like a nice restaurant. It doesn't have to be fancy or anything else. To tell you the truth, my favorite restaurant of all time is Applebee's. I am a cheap <laughs> date. It's okay. They have fruity, girly alcohol. I'll take it. But they have my favorite uh, boneless uh, mild wings, which are a lifesaver <laughs> for me, even though they fuck up my stomach. Um, then after that, I would like to either go see a movie, do a walk on the beach, just talk and get to know you. And depending on the end of the night, either I just give you a kiss goodnight or something else happens. I take you to my place or whatnot. But yeah, that's pretty much my typical date. Well, and if it's good, then we might have another one. Well, the good things I'm hearing out of that is, well, for you, you want to drive yourself there. So if the date is just going bad, you can get up and leave whenever the fuck you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not a hostage at the date. Yeah. Um, and then Applebee's plus you're splitting the bill 50 50. I mean, that's that's a pretty sweet deal for a guy. You know, you can't mm -hmm. really complain about that. But you say like if everything yep. goes great, you do a kiss or something else. OK, so let's go forward to the something else. Direct me through what is the perfect 
scene, if you were directing it, how would that go? What do you mean by that? Like, I, I, like I, mean, I mean, if you're directing your own sex scene, how is that going to, how's that pan out? Uh, most likely I'm going to make somebody cheat. <laughs> uh, you want to have like revenge sex? Mm, that's a good one. I like that. Why not? I, mean, I kind of feel like you're like my... you're mad at the guy because he cheated, so it's like revenge sex. Like, is it gonna be like? No, no, that's not where I was going. Okay, I'm gonna make him cheat because he's too loyal. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make him go on the dark side. Okay, so that's that's different because usually the the scene kind of plays out like I was explaining it, where the guy is already cheating, but here you find the like the loyal good guy yeah and you're yeah. just like no this is like this is too perfect like you know i want something a little bit more dangerous i'm like the i'm the single neighbor and he's with his wife next door and she goes away for work and i always wave at him and whatnot or sit at the pool and eventually i'd like ask him to come over to grab something off the top shelf in my kitchen when i can't reach it and by the time he grabs it his pants are down and I'm on my knees with my tits out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think a lot of guys are signing up for that. Now they want to see that scene. So a lot of guys are going to be uh, DMing you and, you know, sending you friend requests, trying to volunteer for that. <laughs> so oh, um, I'm sure they will. <laughs> now, I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of talent does that where they have like this, you know, these contests, like the, you know, a fuck a fan contest. Like, have you ever interacted with like a fan? on a, on a whole different level. I have, when I used to travel, when I first started, I used to travel and tell fans like, Hey, I'm at this hotel. Whoever comes and gets me first, we get to play. Sometimes people came and sometimes people didn't, or sometimes the guy walked past me just down the hallway and he got to fuck me instead. So yes, I've done that. Um, never like planned for money, anything like that. God, no. But, um, just traveling wise, uh, I've got to meet a good amount of my fans uh, through strip clubs too, and things like that. Let's just say I remember back in the day, you had this thing where I guess you were like traveling and you had the jeep and you were traveling all around and you're telling people, "Hey, I'm going to be at this spot. Come meet me here. Come meet me there." Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like when guys actually go there, like, are they kind of like taken back? That they feel like, like, are they nervous? They feel like it's a setup or. I mean, it's kind oh of, yeah, kind of they surreal. always think it's a setup. They always think it's a setup. So they, you usually see, like, if somebody found this spot, they usually drive past a few times. <laughs> they never stop right away. So, like, I mean, so I mean, obviously, it's kind of like it's kind of like a one night stand type thing. Like, like it's not always a one night stand. Uh, sometimes like they travel with the you. The guy just. <laughs> No, God, no, no, no. Sometimes it's just a uh, fuck there in the parking lot and then go our separate ways and they want more. And I'm like, no. Or sometimes nothing happens because they just get too pushy and needy and whatever. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. But most of the time it's like, okay, we either do it here. We do it at the hotel. Sometimes they spend the night. Sometimes I just, I want to sleep on my own bed. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, have you ever been nervous? I mean, obviously, clearly the guys would be nervous, but like they feel oh, like God, they're yeah. being set up. Because you like... never know who's going to come and who's go who you're going to meet and how big of a cock they have. <laughs> oh, you're afraid they're going to destroy you? 
<laughs> Sometimes, yes. You never know. I get a lot of uh, dick pics, and sometimes I'm like, uh, maybe you should be in porn. <laughs> I'm tiny. I was I'm say, only 4'11". I was going to say, I know you're real small and everything, but like, what is, what's the largest you've had to date? Well, that's the thing. I never ask about size or girth or anything like that, and guys are always like, what size do you think I am? I can't even tell the size of my dog. And they ask me about a cock size. I'm like, it's big. That's pretty much all you're going to get out of me. It's, it's big. It's thick. I love the head or like it's slender. It's long. I like it, but you're not going to, Oh my God, is that like 10 inches? No, that's like four. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know the difference. <laughs> well, she made him feel good. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. He's going I guess it's just the ankle. And what the only thing I don't understand is what is the thing with guys matching their cock to shaving cream bottles? That I don't know. I'm I'm guessing more guys are probably the travel size than they are the, you know, the family size. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least like oh, I said, well, I mean, it could be a, a gift and a curse because, I mean, you're telling guys that you think, you know, they're they're 10 when they're like four and, you know, they make them feel good in the moment. But after that moment, they're going around telling everybody that they got 10 inches when they really. Oh, God. You know, I hope that doesn't happen. They don't have a Big Mac and they got a Happy Meal. You know, it's like you know, it could be a little upsetting <laughs> for them. Um, but no, I mean, like, was it nervous? Like when you meet people, like, I mean, clearly you're not doing it for money. So it's not like you're doing anything illegal. But, like, you don't know yeah. who you're meeting. I mean, what if you were meeting, like, some kind of, like, feds or cops or, you know, anybody law enforcement-wise? I mean, I guess there's nothing you really can do. There's no law against, you know, randomly meeting somebody and deciding to, you know, go have sex with them. I, I never thought about that. But, like you said, there's no uh, mixture with money or anything illegal. So, but, yeah, I, fuck. Can you pull me over so I can bend over in your car? I would love that. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I guess, like I said, it's not illegal. I mean, it's, it's, it's consensual. It's not, but if a cop pulled over next to me while something like that is going on, I'd be like, do you want to join? <laughs> or I'd kick the guy out and be like, come here, police officer. I'd prefer to have you. Now, now, I mean, have you ever been caught? I mean, I know you said you kind of like just do it in a hallway. So obviously you have no fear of, you know, having sex in public, which I assume is that's, you know, offensible by law. Um, have you ever been caught by anybody? I've been caught doing sex in the car before, but always got away with it. Um, but nothing, nothing crazy, nothing, uh, nothing insane that I can think of. Um, I've done sex while the guy was driving. <laughs> We were going like 180 in his sports car. But other than that, no, I haven't got caught like ticketed wise or anything like that for indecent exposure or anything Where or a hundred, whatever it was. Where would you love to have sex? If you had to pick airplane, an airplane, that's your goal that you have never had sex and never, yeah. never joined the mile high club. No, I want to. And that's so tough right now with COVID going on. I mean, it's just like everybody's socially distanced. Oh, God, no. I don't want to go on an airplane. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> so it could be a while before you, you hit the Mile High Club. 
Unless somebody just wants to buy me a private jet, I'll take that. <laughs> I was going to say, you could do that, too. <laughs> you have your own private jet and do it. Yeah. Now, I mean... Have a party. I, I would ask, wait, what is the craziest place you've ever done it? But I'm assuming in a car at 180 miles an hour is probably the craziest place, right? Well, I don't think it was 180. It was over 100, that's for sure. But I can't turn around and bend those ways to see the speedometer. Like, you better slow down. We're going to get pulled over. <laughs> I think that's the least of your concerns at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, I said, it's been awesome having you on. Is there anything else you want the fans to know? I love them, and I appreciate all the support. And thank you to everyone that got me all of those amazing birthday presents. I really appreciate that. It's made my day of being by myself and celebrating my birthday. Uh, I love everybody, and thank you very much for having me on. Um, I hope we get to do this again. I hope that everybody has uh, safe holidays and amazing times. And hopefully all this shit is over and we get the vaccine very soon. Um, but uh, I hope everybody gets a chance to, when I start it and post it on my social media, get to check out the GoFundMe for the animals to do the rescue until I get my LLC and everything straightened out. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it again, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. This is Aston Romanoff, and you're listening to Mixed Master B on MMB Radio.